0: you time theme time. It's been a while. Poosh. Well, let see. So, hold on a second. Let's actually not do that, because when we release these,
1: people won't know it. I wasn't it's talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> been a while it's been a while (laughs) since blink 182 was a cohesive unit would you say would you agree with that yeah and as we detailed in our last episode the rift really began as far back as the recording of take off your pants and jacket right in 2000 2001 um Partially because of studio pressure, partially because of uh, musical differences, creative ideologies going in different directions, but we are recording this in 2017, and that's... We are? Yeah. Oh, cool. About 16 years uh, since the release of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Is that right? Am I doing the math right? Yeah, I think that's right. At the time... No one really knew that anything was going
2: on, right?
0: I mean, they probably knew.
2: Well, they The general maybe. public wasn't general really public. aware. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can't remember if this happened. <clears throat> well,
0: actually, I, th- I made a joke, but did some of the band members not know what was going on? I mean, did Tom really <laughs> have an idea no, of what was happening?
1: I, think, I, I doubt that. Well, I, I find it hard to believe that that is possible. No, I think they That do. he didn't know. That, he, that
2: they didn't know what was going on.
0: Okay.
1: About.
2: Yeah. They're definitely aware, yeah. the three band members, and most likely the surrounding team. Right? Sure.
1: Well, and, and, and as we talked about last week, like the 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 friction was apparent in the recording process, yeah. and Trombino had to kind of iron things out. He had to, to work out the creative <laughs> differences and the struggles between Mark and Tom whenever yeah. they would kind of get at each other. He would step in and put them in line. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was probably apparent that there
2: were there were issues there. Uh and I, I can't remember if this happened um prior to the release or right around the release of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Or if it was after, but they went on Letterman or something. And Mark and Tom did. And they both were sporting injuries. And people can determine is this a joke? <laughs> like are they is they, are they? It's a bit. Um or did, were they in a physical fight and who with? Was it with each other? Um
1: This is not related to Tom's uh back injury, is it? Or this
2: a separate Uh this would be I don't think related. Let me let me see if I can find this. It's the Conan O'Brien Show. Tom DeLong is sporting tape over his nose. Looks like pretty gnarly black eyes as well. Let's see if we can find a shot of Mark here, too. Because um, I think he's also got some injuries. But, yeah, but Tom looks cool. His wrist his, there, maybe? Or? Yeah. he's Tom
1: should sport that look more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's faked. His nose looks like it's uh, swollen and and dislodged and, and yeah. That's definitely like,
0: wound in the left eye there yeah, for uh, Marky yeah. Mark and <clears throat> funky bunch.
2: So they they do that show and this was uh I don't know if it was out yet.
0: What what they in there. But it's
2: right around the time that they're promoting Take Off Your Pants and <laughs> Jacket. Okay. Both sporting obvious injuries and Travis is doing something with a wig. <laughs>
0: like a, kind of a Princess Leia wig or something.
1: That was basically Travis's audition for MTV. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's reality show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and so I remember when this happened. And he, and the, the big question was like, did they get into a fight with each other? Huh. Um, I don't remember Like, what point. happened, you know? And I don't think it was ever revealed. But the assumption at this point, I think, is that yes, there was a fight, a physical fight between the two of them. Interesting. Wow. And that that rumor especially got a lot of um, traction Traction when uh,
0: Tom killed Mark.
2: <laughs> 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 when, like, the breakup happened. Yeah. And they start, you know, things start signs start becoming evident, like, oh, this may have been what was going on. Right. So anyway, right. clearly things are Troubled in the Blink crew. Yeah. Well, that's so. Two thousand one was
1: a rough year all around.
2: Yeah, they tour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. No,
1: I agree with you.
2: (laughs) They tour heavily for this album, um, and but that tour gets interrupted. The tour, there, and in fact, they were shooting. Um, a music video for "Stay Together" for the kids. Mm-hmm. They were in the middle of shooting it. I remember, like, there was a news piece on them because they were in the middle of it when it when September 11th happened, mm-hmm. and like they stopped the shoot and they're watching the news, just like everyone else was, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, most people.
2: I know, <laughs> and I'll I'll let you.
0: We'll talk about this other time.
2: Yeah, but I mean, we're speaking from the publics. There you go, general publics. Um, perspective here. And they that interrupts the tour as well, or ma- makes them stop touring for. Uh, did it was? Did they stop the tour altogether or just delay?
1: Yeah, no, my understanding is they, they canceled dates or at least postponed them
2: indefinitely. Uh, I think a, maybe a, dates here got postponed in St. Louis. Yeah, a European
1: tour. For the winter was delayed in the aftermath of September eleventh. Rescheduled dates in early two thousand two were also canceled, and those were due to Tom's back.
2: Right. He and in, and in addition to touring nonstop and then having this interruption, he has a herniated disc. Right. Seriously. Which he describes in like the most heinous terms. Yeah. I've never heard anyone describe a herniated disc in yeah. such horrifying terms. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so on top of all that, Tom is feeling like he describes it as, you know, imagine you're a painter and you have all these colors, but you're only allowed to paint in one color mm-hmm. every time you go to paint. That's how he describes making music with Blink-182 at this point. Right. Um, and so he's starting to feel creatively stagnant. Stifled and stifled, Mm -hmm. and wanting to explore new ideas. And and also, he's constantly, or has constantly referred to his influences being bands like Fugazi, um, Refused. Yeah, uh, there was another one.
0: We talked about this before. Jawbreaker?
2: Jawbreaker, yeah. Um, And, you know, none of his music sounds anything like that. Um, and you know, at the very, you know, barest similarity anyway. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to kind of explore that type of music himself. And apparently he's having conversations with, uh, what's his name? John Kennedy or. Yeah. Is that his name? Dave Kennedy. Dave Kennedy. Yeah. Um, who is in a, in another band and he and Tom know each other from the San Diego music scene. And they're they're talking about, uh, these bands that they love and this type of music and Tom's like, well, let's you know this right now is the best time for me to explore that. Yeah. You know the the I got a break. Yeah, the tour is touring stopped. Um, I'd like to experiment with this, and so he goes off with Dave Kennedy and and starts writing songs. And initially was planning just to do sort of an acoustic thing, mm-hmm. and then. The the thing is Tom has a whole account of how this happened. Yeah. Right? And I I kind of don't believe a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, I believe I believe the the logistics of it all. I believe that he and Dave Kennedy are talking about this music and he really wants to explore it and all this stuff. But he sort of describes it like, "Oh, it's this very innocent thing and you know, I had no idea that doing this would cause problems or that it would be seen anything other than just like I'm just trying something out.
0: I know cheating my wife would be a big deal. What's the what's what's the deal, guys? <laughs> just trying something new,
2: and and that could be <laughs> believed if when he went to record this album, he had not brought Travis in. Mm-hmm. Basically, and his reason for he says the reason he brought Travis in to record an album with a, you know, this is a different band. This is not Blink-182, which I don't think we've actually noted what we're talking about here. (laughs) We have not. Quick pause. We are, in this episode, going to discuss Tom's first side project, Boxcar Racer, which is a whole other band. Which, but I I would argue that I think is the most
1: important side project. That he does. Relevant to not only his career, but also... The the lineage of blink.
2: Yes, but not necessarily not necessarily the most impactful. No. No, true. But it but it But it, it is it's a proving thing. Like it's he, the
1: first He describes yeah. it as like him testing himself. Can yeah. he do something on his own? Can he yeah. do something that's not blink?
2: This is what he how he starts and off.
1: this is it. Yeah, yeah. This is where he proves yes he can do those things. Yeah. It may well, cause serious consequences, but he can do with them.
0: Yeah, and again, to my untrained uh, naive ear, I thought until I did a little more digging that Boxcar Racer was just the next Blink album.
2: And that's hmm. fair if you're also thinking about the, the next Blink album <laughs> after Boxcar comes out, the self-titled album. Right. Which, are you familiar with that one?
0: As much as I am with all the rest of them. Because... <laughs> So, a
2: little With, bit <laughs> without jumping ahead, this boxcar like absolutely completely affects the trajectory of Blink-182 musically. Like the yeah. next album is heavily influenced by this. Yeah. Um and is is a natural evolution from it. And arguably even neighborhoods, oh
1: yeah, is is a direct influence. This I guess is directly influenced. You could say that um, this is oversimplifying things, but up until this point, you've had kind of an equal um, Mark Tom influence on the music. Yeah. From this point on, I think you really get a sense. I, I think with the Untitled album, it, it's a little bit better balance between all this, three of it's, them. I think it's
2: like, but I, would, I would say it's 55-45.
1: With the Mark Untitled Tom, album? Yeah. Yeah. But then I think you get into Neighborhoods, oh, and, it's, and it's, like, 78. It's, a Tom, Tom. it's Tom's album. I mean, yeah. like, there's... Yeah. We'll,
2: and we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're
1: getting ahead here. But just to say that this this moment is
2: really important... It's for critical. ...for what happens over the next decade for yeah. this band. Um. So, anyway, Tom is wanting to try this new approach out, and he needs a drummer. And he... So, the reason that Tom gives for asking Travis to to play drums on this album he says i didn't want to pay a, a studio drummer as the you know does that mean Travis didn't get paid yeah i doubt that i doubt that too
1: like uh, i mean i guess he would ultimately get residuals it's interesting i would love to know the accounting for this <laughs> yeah you know well because like uh and if you if you read any of the stuff from the label like they're all kind of like well I don't think there was ever any question that we were going to release this record. Oh, yeah. But it's like treated as though this is just... In the moment, it's treated as though this is just Tom exercising demons. You know, he's just like... He's toying around with some new ideas. This is not a Blink project. Yeah. It's, you know, whatever. Oh, it sounds good? Oh, well, then I guess we might as well release it. Right. But I don't think that, you know it it seems weird to me that anybody would ever suspect that it would not get released or that he would employ people to record it with the potential that it
2: might not be released you know yeah, i think yeah. he has an outlet in mind for this i i think i think essentially my my assumption is what happened is it just got away from him like he yeah. realized that to achieve what he wanted to do that he was not in a position at this point in his life to do it himself right yeah. that even though he wanted to he wanted this to be an experiment and he wanted it to be a little thing that to do it to the to the um to the quality that he wanted mm-hmm. he w- he needed to use the resources he had from the studio yeah from the label yeah right and he's in a good spot right now right like he's he's got two Big hit records. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. You know, he's writing. And so he can get kind of what he wants. Yeah. And and what he doesn't think about is that they're going to want to release it. Of course they are. Yeah. And, and market
1: it as
2: oh, yeah. the Tom solo DeLong project from Blink-182. Blink yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't they? Right. Of course. Of course. Especially once Travis is there. Yeah. Now you have two members from Blink-182. Yeah. And and in the both the documentary about this album and band as, as well as, um, interviews he's done later, he sort of plays it up. Like, you know, I didn't really realize it was caught cause such a problem. And, you know, this was just a thing that I needed to try. And it's like, well, I think you probably did realize, like, I, how could you not
1: know? Right. Especially would, after the rough time you've had exactly
2: making take off your pants right. and jacket. Yeah. Um, and and I've see, also seen interviews with Mark, and he's very honest about, like, I was hurt, I was confused, it was really weird, you know? And, and Mark does actually appear on this album, mm-hmm. um, on one of the songs, and you just gotta wonder what that day was like, yeah. you know? Um. <clears throat> yeah, was that done to appease him? Was that the plan all along? I think along? it was probably an olive branch, but just that Tom just, I don't... I don't think he really understands when he's doing things. I don't think he thinks it through. I think he's like, he just acts on an impulse like, I, w- I want to try this. I want to do this. And mm-hmm. this is the time to do it. And then he realizes, oh, right. Like, if I get the studio, the label involved, this is a thing. Yeah. And, and I think over, not just affecting, like, um, not just how it affects Blink, but like how it affects everything around this particular project. Like I, I actually really like this album overall, um, and at the time I loved it. You know, yeah. And looking back on it now, and and watching some of the stuff that we found around the making of it, I'm just like, ugh. I mean, there, <laughs> I, I really wish that it truly had been a independent venture on his part yeah, because like the labels all over this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, this, this like really annoying, like making of documentary that's online. It's about 15 minutes long. It's just like, I'm Dave Kennedy and I'm the guitarist and I'm, it's like, Oh, they're not this. This is not what this band is. This does not feel like a bunch of guys hanging out
1: and piecing together something. I mean, it's,
2: I, I think it is
1: that, I mean, I think that, that is, you're right. That but is like what the, it is. The studio but it is like,
2: Oh, this is the next, you know, whatever. Like we got to, you know, introduce these guys and, right. and, you know, make the video. And these
1: are going to be the new, right. The new Travis Barker and Mark and Tom. Right. right yeah. Did, uh,
0: did Boxcar ever open for Blink? No, no. Because that's a that's a missed opportunity, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an interesting prospect. Well, it's interesting to note too that I think this fuels a lot of the um the rumors and the the ill will there is the sense that I think Mark or Tom acknowledges that at this point, fall two thousand one into spring two thousand two, there's a sense that Blink is dead. Yeah. Like, even though no one is saying it, the fact that they've canceled these tours, Mark's, or Tom's head is in a different place. Um, He's also going through all this pain, and he's on medication and everything. So, like, I think Mark is correct in saying this is a weird time. And they acknowledge that. The sense that they have is that this is the end of Blink. And so I think the idea that the idea that they would ever conceive working together, having a, a boxcar opening for blue oh, type of thing is not insane. even yeah, yeah, in the car. It's like Tom doesn't even really I bet you know. Tom thought of
0: it. I bet you he did. You
1: think <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. He, I think he was sort of like maybe this will work. Nah, and he turn into something. <laughs> I mean never, I, not to, I'm sure i mean,
0: in the sense that the the thought probably passed through his mind at some point like oh, I don't do think
1: we-. so I don't either I really, I really right. don't I think there's so I, much hubris there yeah. that he's just not even
2: acknowledging I think in this moment he and Mark are wondering if blink continues mm-hmm. I think Tom is like I'm really into this um blink is I think you know like the Based on how the 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 tour was going, and based on the how the the recording of that album going is like, I I think it's time to move on. Tom yeah. is probably thinking, and Mark, And seeing, he, wants, he yeah. wants
1: time at home too. Yeah. That's another thing. This is this is going to be a constant refrain over the next decade that yeah. Tom doesn't want to tour so much because he wants to spend time at home with his family.
2: But does tour,
1: <laughs> but then he does tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he has this this thing in his mind where he can he he can excuse a departure from blink right you know regularly because he wants to take some time off and relax
2: I, and i wonder how honest he is with himself a lot of the I times i wonder about that
1: too especially in that documentary the tom delong pursuit of tone yeah. documentary there's a whole segment in there about how he just wants to re- reconnect with san diego and the coast mm-hmm. and just get back into that mindset of hanging out with your friends and right. everything and
0: how does he at this point
1: Twenty eight. Oh, in the in
2: that.
1: Oh, in the documentary. In the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's in his 40s. mid to late forties. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, at the time of this recording, I think he's probably about twenty five or late six 20s. or something. Yeah, right. mid to late twenties. This is early yeah. early two thousands. Yeah. I and I do believe. Well, hold
0: on, hold on. Sorry, that doesn't add up right. If it's in middle late, if in early two thousand, he was in his mid late twenties. How could he be in his forties doing this documentary?
1: Well, now it's almost twenty years later, so. If he was twenty nine when he made when when Boxcar Racer came out, he would now be forty forty
2: five forty six seven seven.
0: Time makes fools of us all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I think I believe him when he says that. Like when he's like, I want to reconnect with San Diego. Mm-hmm. I want to recapture you know nights with friends. I just don't think he wants to do it as. You know, as much as he thinks he does. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's in many ways justifying his path to himself. Yeah. But he he wholly believes it. His, I think his he, justification.
2: I think he wants to do that, but I think he wants to explore continue to explore music and his creativity more. That's mm-hmm. what he really wants to do.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Like he's I think the the San Diego thing is like, if I could, I'd love to do this. Mm-hmm. But I'm focused on this other thing now. Anyway, back to 2001, 2002 era, he gets together with Dave Kennedy and Travis. They get in the studio. They put together this album. Um, And I I get the impression that when Tom and Dave initially were talking about this, Dave probably felt like, oh, cool, we're going to write music together. Mm -hmm. And then it became very clear that, Tom's gonna write a bunch of music, and you're gonna play guitar. I'm going art. to play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which he he's I guess he said in interviews is you know Tom came in with the songs and we we played them and there was some tweaking here and there but you
1: yeah, know Yeah, it was he, pretty much all Tom. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but and Tom I
1: re- even kind of takes credit for the drums to a certain degree. <laughs> like in that <laughs> in that uh, pursuit of tone documentary, he uh-huh. describes you know like the song. Structure process Like you know What if we did this Yeah Where we have Kind of like uh, A tiny drum sound And a tiny guitar mm. sound And then a big drum sound And a big You know guitar sound And that is It's true That's what the That's yeah. what the song structure is For our,
2: most of these Uh But like Maybe he did Maybe that was You know all his idea I'm willing but... to accept that Because I don't think Travis is a huge Creative force <laughs> <laughs> Um Not to like diss on him or anything cuz he's i think he's a a great drummer like sure. very skilled it's just not his forte and and i think he is responsible for really changing blink sound yeah um you know however you yeah what <laughs> appreciate <laughs> however that. you take that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i think it's very intuitive for him i don't think he's really thinking about it so much in the at least certainly not in the way that Tom is. Tom is very analytical and very much trying to find new sounds that are new to him um, mm-hmm. and, and finding new approaches to music. So I, I do believe that he was probably walking up to Travis and be like, let's try this or, or what if you did this? And, yeah. You know, um, when it came out, Boxcar Racer, Boxcar Racer, <laughs> right? That's the name of the <laughs> That's album. That's the name of the album. In the band, what did you think of it? I remember
1: um, not being very impressed mm-hmm. initially. Well, with the first single, what was the first single? I feel so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm being serious. <laughs> I
2: just think it's funny. It sounds like I feel so. I, oh, I so. think
1: so. Yeah, I thought it sounds. It sounds like he's trying too hard. It sounds very affected. He like mm. had a target in mind. He shot for that target, and, you know, um, I I didn't get the sense that this was like a DIY thing at all. Oh, no. Which it wasn't, you know, to be fair. It's not that. But I think I got the impression from the way it was talked about that it would sound like uh, this very raw, um, unfiltered Tom project Harkening back to bands like Fugazi and I listen to it and I'm kind of like, no, this sounds like somebody trying to do something that sounds like Fugazi, but really it's just his sound mm-hmm. and it's been, um,
2: commodified. I think it's as raw <coughs> as he can get in the setting that he's in. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that, and, and again, I feel like this is him at a point in his life where he's not yet able to truly step away from the label and do something completely DIY. He's too attached to yeah. the resources that he has. Um, <clears throat> He's not ready to abandon that yet. Yeah. Um, And so, which is interesting because
1: like that to me, more than the music that, that aspect is what makes Fugazi, Fugazi. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that they never charged more than $5 (laughs) for their shows Mm -hmm. and they always paid for and sold everything themselves. Their t-shirts, they printed themselves and sold them. You know, even when they were at their peak, they were always very strict about that and, you know, just refused any kind of studio...
2: I think that was another
1: influence. <laughs> maybe that's where they got their name. Uh, so that that aspect of it to not, and not I don't I don't want to like read too much into this, but you know, mm-hmm. I do think it's this that Tom is wrestling with this and maybe is always wrestling with this. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to be a big studio guy, a big label guy but he is a big label guy. He can't get away from the big label. It doesn't mean he maybe, fights
0: it very much either. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just
1: the the big production <gasps> aspect of well, it. I don't know. Cause it, I, it, he gets more elaborate more yeah. and more
0: again. You know? So I just kind of piggybacking off of that. I have the, the limited knowledge I have, maybe he did feel that way, but he definitely didn't act that way ever. So, yeah. I mean, it's his, uh, uh, didn't have a lot of um, follow-through on his...
1: He's <laughs> always swinging for the fences, right? right. Like, he, he might say, like, eh, I might just take a pitch. But, no, he's always yeah. trying to make something as big and reach as many people as possible, seemingly, I based think- on his actions.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Proof is in the pudding. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you may say, oh, I want to do small things, but... If you never actually try to do small things, right? What, There's, what's your, point, What's you know, the really? He
2: did all the small things. <laughs> that's
0: good. That's a really good point. <laughs> a really good point. No, but I mean, I mean, again, I thought this was. I remember back when this when uh, uh, the first song came out. I thought it was blank.
1: Yeah, I mean, it debuts yeah. big. It's it's on the radio. It's on MTV.
0: And I think yeah. I remember being confused yeah. about like, okay, is is like. Is this, is Boxcar Research like a really bad Blink co- like cover band or like I, I couldn't put together back then, uh, not realizing obviously the what was going on. Yeah, um, but I did not care for it because I thought it was just a band trying to rip off Blink
2: that Tom DeLong was in.
0: <laughs> Again, at the time I thought it was some guy just really, doing a yeah, Tom voice. Funny,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, so, well, and
1: it is coming out in that climate.
2: Yeah. Right? It is. Like this is when you've got oh, your, yeah, your yeah, SR71s, yeah, yeah. exactly. some 41s, yep. and yeah, all these totally. bands are coming out. I think to defend him a bit, um, I think he just didn't know truly what he wanted to do yet. Yeah. And he and he I think by the time he gets to the next side project, Angels and Airwaves. He's completely honest with himself about what he's trying to achieve. He's he's it's not a like grassroots, you know, uh, DIY. Even though it is DIY, Angels and Airwaves yeah. sound. He wants a big, anthemic, you know, world changing thing. Like yeah. that's what he wants, and I think. He wanted it when he did boxcar, but he didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I would also say I think it's probably very hard to step away from what he was used to at that point. Sure. To say to He's yeah. been doing this for ten <laughs> years now, basically. And it's hard to say, well Five years. I'm gonna eschew all of the resources, you know, the support, um the the machine that has helped my career. And and completely start over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's scary enough that he's deciding to step away from Blink to some degree yeah. and, and try something new to to put on top of that, like, I'm also not gonna use any of the money that the label would give me, I'm not gonna use any of the resources they would give me. Or potentially limit how how <clears throat> far it reaches. And I also wonder if there's was any contractual things, you know, like yeah. was he allowed to go off? Maybe there's something in his contract that says, <clears> if you make music, we own we get it.
1: first cut at it yeah. or whatever. Yeah,
2: who knows? Yeah. Um, so all of that results in an album that I think the heart is there. Like I feel like he really believes in this and he's trying something. Yeah, but um, it is like fall. It does fall short of what. I think he was attempting.
1: I'd echo that. I think it 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 at times sounds too um
2: monochromatic. Oh yeah. You it's it's, it's kind of one note the whole way through.
1: Yeah. When he hits it, it it sounds great. Yeah. You know, when I, agree. It, I think there are moments on the album that are fantastic and they're a nice antidote to the blink sound. Yeah. Um in the way that he wanted to do something different. But I don't think it and we'll maybe talk about this when we get to Angels and Airwaves. I don't know that Angels and Airwaves really stands on its own either or, you know, fulfills the promise that he's making. Right. But I think this definitely um it it's not it's not strong enough as it stands right. to be the thing that he wants it to be.
2: I think it's a I mean it's a side project. Yeah. It's very much a side project. Like it's it's a first take on something. Yeah. That he didn't get to follow through. You know, the next thing he does is the next blink album. Yeah. Um and then he moves on to Angels and Airways, which he has said is like Boxcar Racer 2.0. Yeah. Which I mean I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't hear that at all. <laughs> In as much as it's a new band, yes, but yeah. And it's but got with totally Indiana different
1: Indiana. motivations yeah. and totally yeah different sound.
2: Should we do a track by track?
1: Let's do a track by track. Yeah?
0: Let's do it.
1: Maybe not a track by track, <clears throat> but let's
2: let's hit some highlights. Yeah. Well let's start off with the single, the first one. Yeah. Yep. I feel so. The this new, the, um, the new Blake song. This album has terrible. Song names, <laughs> really, really bad. I think, <laughs> but the, and this is one of them. But anyway, this is. I feel so. Well, let me make sure we got sound.
0: And I don't know if I actually had ever heard this intro uh, before listening to this. So first, I was like, "What in the heck is going on here?" Again, still thinking this is the new Blink album, <laughs> not that this is a new band. <sighs> and I was like wait the urge what is is going on here (laughs) I mean that is an urge track riff right there textbook urge
2: I really like this part though wait not this part it was that part (laughs) hang on it's this part where he screams yeah
0: <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was brave. I wish I was stronger. Wish I could feel no pain. Wish I was young. Wish
1: I was shy. It's I,
0: wish I was honest. Wish I was him, not
1: I. This is a great it's a great opening track for this album. Yeah. It does set the stage for what you're going to get really yeah. well and I think it, it does, he does come across, um, he brings across the kind of folk influence, mm-hmm. like the, um, it's, it's very um, uh, introspective. Yeah. Everything on this album is pretty introspective and I think that it's maybe a little too Obvious, do you how know, introspective it is, but the lyrics are dumb, yeah. But I <laughs> really like them, he delivers them well. I think it's, I believe him in this song, you know, so do I, yeah. And I, I think, kinda, like, when he
0: says I'm unfaithful, he's talking about Blink. Oh, oh, that's and honestly, if you listen to this as if he's singing it to Blink, yeah, it uh, hmm. it feels so cheap, so he's going let's the start humans. over, yeah. True.
1: Let's start over. See, I, yeah, no, to, gotta, to me it actually is.
0: It's a anthem to Blink. Wow,
2: that's a very good. Never point. thought of it that I didn't way. way. Well,
0: Interesting. That's, that's why you bring in a, well, a new to these things. You know
2: what? <laughs> and in fact, he says he he writes this letter to Blink, and then the next song, he says, "But all systems go." Yeah, on <laughs> this new band. Sorry, guys. This let's is also let's side over. To start over. You gotta be me.
1: I think if this had been the single, the opening single, I would have responded a
2: lot more positively to this album. I go back and forth on this song. Sometimes I love it, and sometimes I'm like, "This is
1: dumb." <laughs> well, that's the thing. You have to sort of accept that there's some dumbness to all these songs. Absolutely. Yeah. If you once you do that, you can kind of accept them a little yeah. bit more readily. Government is lying. Common motif. Common Tom motif. At this point, I'm kind of like, eh, all right. Well, Maybe, it became Blink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As the, yeah,
0: I mean, it's like, eh, all right.
2: Go back to the dissonance, man. But here's the thing I love vacillating between dissonance and harmony. Yeah. I love that. And so. Well, and that becomes the foundation of yeah. future Blink, really. Okay, the next song is Watch the World. I think I really liked this one. Is this the one about Virginia? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I like I like how this one starts too. Not this part of it, but <laughs> No, no, I was thinking of the wrong song.
2: <laughs> the the drums are kind of terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, i uh, I think this is a pretty weak song actually
0: d d d plus
1: yeah there
2: she is I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for the sincerity and the sappiness of this song, yeah. Like, it's a song about watching the world end with someone you love. Uh, I th- I
1: think this is a great Angels and Airwaves song.
2: Yeah, good point.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't speak to that.
1: Tiny, I trust you, though. You will. Tiny voices. You will speak to that.
0: What is this dumb picture they keep putting up here? That's the man. Yeah, I know. It looks dumb.
1: <laughs> I hated this one the first time I heard so it. So did I. And I certain, I've, I've come around to it a lot. So am I. Yeah. I think it's one of the best ones on the album.
2: So do I. <laughs>
1: yeah. Saturday,
2: whatever I did, do it all
1: again.
0: At least it's something different ish.
1: Yeah, it sounds
0: does. like all the rest. Of well, it's a variation on the theme.
2: Yeah. That's a great part. Everybody will be let down.
0: By this album. Whoops. Oh.
2: I love this next song. Yeah. Play Wait. it. Here's another. This one. Enter Tim Armstrong. Tim Armstrong from Rancid. If you want a good song on your album, <laughs> invite Tim.
1: Is this Tim's first side project? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, like, I asked that legitimately. Is that counted? Like, is this the first? I mean, first... he's
2: featured. He's not part of I
1: know, it. but I mean, like, is this the first thing that he did that wasn't rancid since rancid's formation? I don't know. I'd be interested to find out. Because he becomes a side project king after this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Has a nice build this song mm-hmm. maybe Tim should have just been the lead singer of Boxcar Racer that might have
1: solved all kinds of problems
0: I wholeheartedly agree
1: I can't because Tom he
0: he just always ugh, I love his voice um, he's just so Tom everything he does is just
2: well you have to like Tom to enjoy right yeah up. yeah no getting past Tom Right yeah. <laughs> And I like the contrast Between their voices I do too That could have worked If they would have split it Like overall? No,
0: no, like all the tracks The whole album All the tracks
2: So the next song, I love this song. (laughs) You keep saying that. (laughs) I mean, I liked all, I loved this whole album when it came out. Hmm. I've since like come back to it and found it hacking in places. And this one, um, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we can't leave this song without
1: talking about uh, Tim's little outbursts. (laughs) Don't (laughs) Okay, now we can move on (laughs) One by one Two by two Three (laughs) Three by by three three. Four (laughs) by four Let's do some more more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The next song, Letters to God
1: Oh, wait, what about And I? Did I
2: skip And I? skipped gosh. Andi. Oops. Oh, it's not on it's here. It's not on
0: there. guess it doesn't exist. Hold up, hold Yard. up, hold up. Great Blink riff. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: this is a very Blink song.
0: Good drums on this one.
2: It's just a straight up. So
1: blank. Yeah. He can't get away from it.
2: Makes me like this song more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You could put this one on the untitled album. Oh, yeah. Slide right in. No, no. Yeah.
0: That's the thing, I think if you took some of these boxcar racer songs and then he did like a like a quiz show like, alright, Blink or Boxcar. Yeah. A lot of people would fail miserably.
2: Yeah. <sighs> well and this one even like has the same sort of like themes as Blink songs. I think though, I mean, it's a little unfair. I mean Tom's voice is Tom's voice. Right, like yeah. I'm
0: okay. talking about this one, they'll package the package deal: drums, guitar, tom.
2: Yeah, I know, but even and especially with the context of the later Blink catalog, of yeah. course, no one's gonna be able to distinguish. Yeah, but you have to remember when this came out, and I know that you felt it was. I mean, you were confused by it, but from my perspective, when it came out, it felt like a big departure. Hmm and and maybe that's because i was more in tune Indulibly. with their history you know what well, I mean? and yeah. and
0: their entire catalog sure. to, up to that point so or uh, i knew probably half a dozen songs
1: yeah well i think that's why it is so important because it does mark that transition yeah you know we talked about how take off your pants and jacket is enema redux essentially yeah. and without this album, everything that would have come after would likely have not sounded the way that it ultimately sounded. Right. What we got next? Letters to God.
2: To God. <clears throat> yeah. Is this, this... Yeah. It's kind of a dumb song.
1: This is maybe closest to what his original vision was for this album, though, I think. Yeah. Emphasis on the acoustic Yeah It's a very
2: dark song And it's very simple And Time
1: That's um that right there has become kind of like a, an in-joke between Drew and myself uh, <laughs> over the years. Really? <laughs> I, I think at I least on, on three you. occasions at least we've been like G-chatting or something yeah. and we'll be talking about going to a movie yeah. or something and one of us will say maybe I don't want to go. <laughs>
2: um, I kind of like the premise of this song it's like a bratty like i don't want to die mm-hmm. can i please not die and like i don't me personally i really don't want to die yeah like, i sympathize with I that i hate the thought of it
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna die so i'm not worried about it yeah are you is
2: this what you're gonna say when okay. so i love this it has this little musical break little piano interlude and then it's gonna you know open up
1: I think if the whole album,
0: so to speak, had been more like this, this was actually the departure and the independent stuff that I think he was trying to aim for.
2: Mm. Less interesting, though, I think. Yeah. It's just an acoustic album at that point, in my opinion.
0: They don't sound like Blank.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they sound like what went I mean, wrong. Here it goes.
1: This is probably one of Tom, uh, Travis's best yes. drum performances He's not distracting. Ever. Yeah.
2: He's supporting.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, in very, a really, it's unexpected. It's not predictable, but yeah. it's organic. And, yes. It yeah. feels
2: like it's part of the song yeah. and not trying to say, hey, look at the drums. Yeah. Yeah. My first punk song.
1: This is the only one I can't listen to. You're gonna. Ugh.
2: Here we go. This
0: is it. This is um, every high school band's uh, first show, and they're really excited, and this is their opener.
1: Which it's I think it is what he's going uh, right. For. I, know, I, know. So, I know. I know. I get the. I test. think it's an accurate depiction. My problem with it is that it is, it's trying too hard. It is. I think if a he had, calculated exercise.
2: In, I think it just needs a different title. Maybe. I think yeah. you're set up to be annoyed by this song. Not you personally. Yeah. Anyone.
0: Honestly, if it's called a punk song,
2: N- even that's. I think that no, would still that'd be, be worse because you
0: know, <laughs> it,
1: it needs to just be called like one word or song. Fourteen words.
2: The the problem, like if it was called "Punk Song," there's nothing clever.
0: It's called yeah. "Here We Go."
2: It should be called "I Got No Dick" because that's how he ends the song, <laughs> or something. Yeah, like it's.
0: Uh, or maybe guess what, and that's the punchline: I got no dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think what I like about this song is that. I think he knows how annoying this song is mm. and, like what he's doing.
0: you give him a lot of credit on this album
2: well just here's what I'll say like after watching a lot of interviews <laughs> with him for the past <laughs> few years, like I really appreciate his approach to music and and sort of even though i don't I often don't like the results <laughs> um Ooh. I don't know, I appreciate what he's attempting and his devotion to it and his devotion to commenting on himself and and in the world with his music. And I think that even though it is extremely pretentious at times and bombastic and all that stuff, like, like I kind of chuckle at this song. Like it's, it is, you're right. It's every, you know, every high school band's punk song, but that's what it's supposed to be. Sure. And the problem is we all know it. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I get it.
1: Right. That's the, The, yeah. the the inside joke doesn't work because everyone's in on it. It's over the minute before you even hear it. Yeah. But it's certainly within the first few seconds, you're kind of like, it's, it's lost. Yeah. Everything it's going
2: for. Um, can I skip to there is? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Mm. Uh, this was another single, I think. Terrible, terrible.
1: <laughs> Shut up, Travis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> two measures.
0: But eight technically. But
2: two movements.
0: There you go. <laughs> Ish. Two two phrases.
1: This is another one where I I definitely appreciate the sentiment. Uh, I don't think the song can't really stick with the song this vacation's useless these white pills aren't kind cool. i've given a lot of thought on this give a lot drive. i do like that
2: though i, the <laughs> in I like that because <laughs> i've been there yeah yeah we've all been there song kind of lives in two moments like it's describing the beginning of a relationship but from the perspective of the end of it yeah sure you know what I mean and I think that's an interesting approach um because he's able to capture like that excitement but also the the but there's like yeah it's a melancholy
1: take on it yeah but you're sweet
2: alright let's do elevator yeah yeah before I play it (laughs) <laughs> what do you think of this song? I like it.
1: Um,
0: it has its ups and downs.
1: Oh. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> no, he's right. It, it does. Is. It has its ups and downs. <laughs> what do you think of this
2: song?
0: What I said. I was making a joke, but I was being serious.
2: Um, what do you think about it? Yeah, what do you think
0: about it, Drew? Drew?
2: I like it. What do you think? It's one of my favorite on the album.
0: Huh. She said it has ups and ups.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I like this riff. Yeah.
2: like when it switches back into that other drum beat here yeah. and it mm-hmm. feels like it's kind of like stumbles in a way
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: he's going from the on beat to the off beats
2: who's that
1: <laughs> here's where you could really be confused with
2: if you if you're just tuning in you know <laughs> Our friend Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: this scene. Away he came the you think I told Mark, "Hey, we got this new Blink song we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to sing
2: this part?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, his album. He's like, "What the heck is going on?"
2: I really like the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. but the drum is really great. I think the the.
0: Yeah, that's. I'd say the one that's showing it the uh, highlights.
2: Yeah, um, and it's a really good like taste of what's to come for yeah. Blink. Yeah, it's a good. Since teaser. Mark is on here, you're like, oh, this could be a Blink song. Like, truly, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah. You sort of wonder if maybe that occurred to them. Yeah. Well, and and from what I read uh, about this, they actually in the process of recording this song, were they, talking were, they were talking about
0: ideas the for the next
2: album. So yeah. yeah.
0: Makes sense.
2: Um, then there's this junk instrumental thing that happens at the end. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we need to talk about. No. Um, where do we go from here? Well, where they went from here is they decided to do another album. And, you know, I don't know. I have to assume that they were like, that Mark maybe heard this and was like, okay. I kind of get it. I, I see what you mean, you know, Tom, when you're saying like there could be other ways to go. Yeah. And, and maybe he too, but, but he's
0: never actually said this as a speculation. No, no, right? this is complete speculation. Okay. Yeah.
2: He yeah. never really talks about it. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll comment on like how he felt, mm-hmm. but doesn't really, they, they're never, I don't think they've ever, ever really talked about this era in depth about the two of them. Yeah. Where they are. We,
1: as far as we know from here, everything is cool because they are, they're working together on yeah. this side project. Yeah. It is a side project.
0: And now they're putting out a new album.
1: And then next thing we great. know, Blink-182's got a new album in the works. Yeah. So as far as we can tell from the, from the outside, this is just a transitional period. And right. the next iteration of Blink is coming. We don't have any idea yeah. that there's simmering undercurrents of yeah. frustration. so and that simmering undercurrent of frustration arguably produces the finest blink 182 album known to man certainly to date yet Yeah. yeah we'll talk about that next
0: shall we go up for air